At RWJ Barnabas Health, we have a passion for heart health. With the largest adult and pediatric cardiac surgery programs in the state, a heart transplant program that's top 15 in the nation, a partnership with Rutgers Health, the latest technology and medical advancements, and nationally renowned care for every heart in every one of our communities. Whoever your heart beats for, our hearts beat for you. Let's be healthy together. Visit rwjbh.org heart. RWJ Barnabas Health, New Jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Let's be healthy together. Learn more at rwjbh.org. Speak of the Devils is supported by Riverside Oral Surgery, official partner of the New Jersey Devils. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Laughlin along with Sam Kassan. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Speak of the Devils, presented by our good friends at RWJ Barnabas Health. Today, we're joined in the Legacy Lounge by the Devils captain, Nico Heischer, on a day in which the Devils pack up their gear and head off for the summer. And Nico, first off, thank you so much for your time. Also, kind of a bittersweet day, though, isn't it, when you clean out the locker? Oh, 100%. Uh, I mean... You're still a little filled with disappointment and uh, a little frustration, and uh, yeah, it, it's definitely not a, not a fun thing to do. Like it's definitely a weird feeling. Yeah. We know about the injuries, and everyone understands that. But what was it? Just that, or was there something else that didn't work the way you would have liked it that resulted in the Devils finishing where they did? Uh, I mean, yeah, like, but the main thing for me is yeah, like we we just. I was disappointed. We just never really had the chance to to be uh, in our full lineup uh, longer stretch of the season. Uh, there was always somebody out, and uh, but that's not an excuse. It's 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 a fact. But and uh, but uh, on the other hand, uh, just in general, like I'm here to have success, and uh, it's it's hard to sit here again and uh, not making the playoffs again. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, in five years, I might play us once so far, but uh, I also reflect this year and try to take positive things out of it. And my belief is still there. I want to want to win here. Uh, part, I want to be part of the solution, and uh, I like it here. So that's that's for me the main thing. Clearly, the emotion is exhibited in that response. And I guess for a player, it doesn't matter that you could look at some other teams. Colorado, dreadful. Worst record in the league one year, but now they're paying the benefits or they're receiving the benefits of their draft selections. Tampa had down years. Chicago, before they went on their run, they had bad years. But that doesn't really help, does it, when you're playing, when you're in the moment, realizing that there might be that big goal that you'll reach, but it's not happening yeah. right now. Not at all, yeah. That, that, that def- definitely doesn't help. Uh, you just want to get to that step as quick as possible. We look at the season, obviously it was a tough season record-wise and what, but do you feel like the group still took somewhat of a step forward? I know the record's the same, you know, wasn't what you wanted to be and kind of matches last year, but as a group, the injuries, the goaltending, there were a lot of scenarios and excuses that I don't want to make the excuses, obviously, and you don't either, but there were a lot of good things, a lot of positives where players made improvements. You saw yourself made huge improvements, Jack made huge improvements, Jesper Bratt made huge improvements. So are those little things where you did see kind of the ball moving forward? Yeah, I mean, those are for sure part of the positive things this year. Uh, players making uh, the next step and uh, also like younger players coming up and pushing, 
pushing us. And uh, if that's what good organizations do, and uh, it's good to see that, that they come up and uh, have an impact for us right away. And how do you feel your season went for you personally? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about my year. Uh, I, I really am. But obviously, on the other hand, like I'm here to have success. So for my season, it would be just better if we would make the playoffs. That's it. That's all I can say. Uh, it's I try my best every every game um, uh, to help the team to that goal, and that's why, like, yeah, that's why I'm now still disappointed and frustrated a little bit. So it's still hard to say a little bit, like, oh, um, I had a good year because you want to be in the playoffs. So, uh, but if I settle down during summer and look back. Uh, the way uh, I want to play it, the way I wanted to help the team this year, uh, I got to be honest to myself and to be be happy about it. And what about your first full season as captain? I know last year, obviously, you came in with the injury, didn't get out a lot of the lineup because of injuries and whatnot. But mostly this year, you've been there, you've been around. What was it like being and really and guys like Travis and Kyle and those guys were now fully gone. It's fully your team. What, what was this year like? Uh, learning experience for sure. Still, uh, I mean. I already last year for a few games, and uh, but uh, that already helped me a little bit, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't like new, new. So, um, but there's obviously still like lots of things that I, that I need to learn and uh, I want to learn. So, uh, but I I feel comfortable in my role. Uh, I'm not afraid to to talk to anyone, uh, help the team however I can, and uh, I think that's. That's what they, they want me to do. So I, I really do feel comfortable in my role. What were some of the things that you learned as captain? And what are some of the things, as you just mentioned, that you're still going to learn? Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing is for sure, uh, like holding people uh, accountable. Uh, it's not always a nice thing to do. Uh, and sometimes I probably like, for myself, I probably sometimes a little bit too nice and that's something I'm still working on but that's uh, that's what I try to do this year it's just what good teams do and uh, yeah because it is difficult right I mean you're the leader as the captain but you're part of the team it may not be your nature to be exuberant outgoing right nice guy but you might not be the guy who comes in and commands the room all the time right you walk in, you go to work. So it is a process. I wonder, you know, did you talk to any, like Roman Yossi, uh, a fellow countryman, uh, did you talk to him? Like, or is it you just you have to do it and learn? No, I, I mean, I just feel like you have to do it. And there was obviously like talks uh, throughout the organization and in the team itself with, uh, with its leaders. And that's how we came up. Like to be better, we, we need to hold each other accountable of, of some actions and, uh, uh, you don't have to yell at a guy or whatever it is. You can also still say it in a nice way, but uh, or sometimes, yeah, sometimes you you can be a little bit an asshole <laughs> if mm -hmm. I can say that, because uh, we are we're young, but like we we still uh, grown men soon, and like we we can take critics. So uh, nobody should take it uh, on the wrong way, and uh, I think everybody in here. Uh, in this room can can handle uh, 
critique. So that leads me to a question, and I'm going to go back to the Carolina game, the, the, the most recent Carolina game at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-nothing lead, goes away in f- the last five minutes, and, and you wind up losing it overtime. And you were so disappointed in your post-game com- uh, comments. Uh, it was clear the game bothered you. And you mentioned about learning, the learning process. But now you just said, yeah, you're grown men. So when does the learning process match what we're seeing in terms of how many games you've played, how many games Jesper Bratz played, yeah. that type of deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, now like me and Brad are just finished our fifth year. At some point, uh, we, we feel comfortable in this league. We, we had some experience. We probably still did not have a lot of experience in the playoffs yet it's, uh, compared to other players. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's, for me, it's almost like it's, it's never stopping, I feel like, you know what I mean? Even if you play five, six, seven, eight hundred games, there's still uh, stuff you learn every day. And, uh, and in, in certain situations on the ice, uh, you know what you do, what you got to do. Uh, and, but then the main thing is like, how do I get everybody on the same page to do the same thing? And that's not easy on, on the bench in a, in a certain situation. Uh, you know they're they're pressuring you, and uh, and then the other end. Sometimes you just gotta say, well, they they just did a good job. Like they're trying to score a goal, and uh, but uh, obviously there there are things that uh, you gotta learn. Uh, for example, not not to panic too much. I feel like playing with the lead is something uh, you also need to learn to like hold on the pucks, not just throw them away. That's usually how like the other team can create uh, the momentum back if they always have to puck. And uh, yeah, just the main thing is for me just just to try calm in these situations. And uh, sometimes it's easier said than being done uh, with all the emotions in, in that game. So uh, it's not always easy. I mean, if, if it would be easy, uh, games that are up for two goals, you would always win, but it's just not how it works in this sport. Zach Parisi's dad, and then Sam, I'll let you jump in. Zach Parisi's dad played in this league for a long time, J.P. Parisi, and he said this would be an easy game, except the other team's trying too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I actually want to come to come to something. Two things you said. One is obviously we're a young team, which you are very young. I mean, you're only 23. A lot of the guys are 23 or younger. You're also an old team because it is your fifth season. You, you you're young. You're age-wise, you guys are very young. But experience-wise, you guys are getting up there. You played your 300th game the other night. So when do we turn the page on the whole, all right, we're young, we're making mistakes, and now it's like, all right, the time's here. We've got enough experience. It's time to actually get this thing done. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I want to do the change next year. That would be the best case. Uh, but also, yeah, I mean, for if you look still at all the other teams, uh, even with 300 games, you're still... Uh, not considered as uh, the more experienced team, but uh, at the end of the day, like it, it, it doesn't really matter how many games. Uh, you just have to play in an organization a certain way. You gotta need structure in, a, in an organization. That's what we're trying to build, and uh, this just t- t- it takes time. And uh, you gotta be patient for that. But uh, at the end of the day, like I said, it doesn't matter. Three hundred game, eight hundred game. You, you all gotta play you roll and if everybody does that uh, that's how you have success and uh, yeah that's that's my thoughts 
and you had success, obviously, on the ice. 35 points in your last 31 games over point per game. Had that beautiful goal against Dallas. Did you feel your offensive game kind of click, or did things just kind of come together for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the year, yeah, I felt like uh, it was clicking. Uh, played with a lot of, lots of confidence, and uh, uh, pucks just went in. And uh, I know sometimes uh, I have lots of chances and uh, make plays, and the pucks don't go in. And uh, just how hockey sometimes works, too. And uh, if you're not producing, I just want to make sure in my game that I still have something I can bring the team or to help uh, winning that hockey game or winning in that stretch that it's not like working wise for producing for me that I just have like a B game that's that's strong enough to still like somewhat help uh, the team win. Last one I'll let Manny jump back in but a lot of highs, a lot of lows for the year. When you look back on what are some good memories from the season? Like I said, the one that stands out to me is that goal you scored in Dallas late in the game. But are there any other moments in the season that really stand out to you that were like great memories to take with you in the summer? Uh, always, yeah. I mean, always uh, feel like uh, the first game of the year is always a great memory. I almost feel like I remember every single first home game of the year we had here at The Rock. So uh, that, was, that was such a fun night. Well, that would certainly be a memory that people have as well because it was an exciting night here. So let's look ahead a little bit. We'll put this season in the rearview mirror, right? Can't do anything about it at this point, so move ahead. Your immediate future is going back home, back to Switzerland, and then on to join the Swiss team for the World Championships. What excites you about playing for your na- nation's team? Uh, I mean, it, you say it. It's just you playing like you're representing... Uh your country, and uh, that's something that makes me proud. And uh, I have lots of friends on that team, uh, also that I played with when I was younger too. So it's just, it's always like a different vibe uh, in tournaments like this. I mean, just uh, with all the fans, like different culture coming together and uh, just like cheering or like for this beautiful game of hockey and uh, having this passion or sharing this passion together and competing against other countries. It's, it's just a fun, fun experience and uh, always proud uh, to be able to, to represent my country. Uh, assess Switzerland's chance at getting a medal. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what was he going to say, right, yeah. Sam? Like, ah, we're yeah, just going to show up, right? Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, we're, we're going there with a clear mindset. We, we want to win. Uh, uh, we never won a gold medal in, in hockey, so uh, that's that's our uh, main goal right there. And uh, we know uh, we have shown in, in the last few years that uh, we're right there. We can compete with with the bigger countries too. And uh, yeah, so I'm not afraid to say that's that's our goal. Get a medal. I have to ask because Devils fans have a great deal of fondness for Tommy Abilene who's an assistant coach and has been an assistant coach for a long time for Switzerland. What are his contributions to the team and, and what's your relationship with Tommy like? So, great. I mean, Tommy obviously is a great guy, uh, easy to talk to. Uh, he's uh, super clever with, with system-wise. Uh, he runs our PK and uh, runs the D. So uh, it's, it's just a great asset to have him and our uh, coaching staff. Then you brought up a really good point because when it comes to like teams like Canada, the players kind of flush in and flush out depending on certain circumstances. But with Switzerland, you guys really did grow up together. 
that group. What's it like kind of growing up with these guys and year after year kind of reconnecting in this level and just seeing as you guys grow and mature as humans, as men? Yeah, I mean, that's something that that's probably like why it makes it so excited to like you're going to have this experience with guys you grew up with and um, you obviously play with other players as well uh, that not make it and you given the chance to, to experience that and with a guy that had the same experiences when you were younger so it's just uh, all around like just a really fun time and you really want to just make your, your whole country proud so and, and with all due respect to a couple of your fellow countrymen who really began the movement from Switzerland to the National Hockey League, this group has really put the country and the sport in the country on the map, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark Stride was for sure one of the first like, players. Uh, goalies were before also, but uh, one of the players that showed, uh, hey, like, even from, from a small country from Switzerland, uh, you dream big and uh, work hard and uh, you, you'll be able to make it. And then the, after that, it was, yeah, I mean, Yosi, Niederreiter, like all these guys um, showed the, on another path mm -hmm. where you, how you can make it. I mean, Niederreiter was going through uh, Portland um, and uh, Yosi went through Switzerland and played for, I think he played AHL first a little bit, so different ways, but still for the same goal. And uh, I think that opened up a lot of a lot of eyes on young hockey players in Switzerland, and also mine. And I just wanted to like do the same thing and uh, play in the same league at one day. Niederreiter, the highest drafted Swiss-born player until Nico Heischer came <laughs> along, and now no one will be. They can only tie you. Right. No, nobody, nobody can beat you. They can only tie you as being the first overall. Are, what's the next generation like of hockey? Like, are, are some names we should be aware of? They've got to take steps, but... Um, yeah, I mean, no, I wouldn't, like, I don't know any certain names right now, but I'm sure, like, they'll, they'll be... Uh, there, there was a huge movement in, in Switzerland with hockey. I mean, I feel like... Uh, even Swiss ice hockey does a, does a really good job developing young young players and uh, starting early with with the right practice and stuff like that. So it's just an exciting time for Switzerland, and I also feel like hockey gets more and more popular in Switzerland as well. So you mentioned it does get more popular as well. Do you feel like you're, I guess, not even for Switzerland, but even in Jersey, a little bit of a role model for some of these guys, these young kids? Obviously, the young Devils fans are growing up with the 13 jerseys and running around and. Same thing in Switzerland. Do you feel like kind of a, a role? Uh, it's a weird thing to say when you're 23 years old, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously if, uh, when I'm back home, I always try to do something with, with little kids on the ice. And uh, I mean, I just remember myself when I was young, I was looking up to, to players that played overseas. And uh, yeah, I just try to, to be the best role model I can be and uh, helping these kids out and uh, telling them what's, what's important about uh, having success uh, being a player and for me the go-to line is always like you got to do it with fun uh, if you're if you're not happy playing hockey or if it's not fun for you that it will be hard uh, so that's that's always my main thing keep having fun and uh, just work hard obviously there's a lot of things that come together but for me till this day still it's fun is always uh, my main uh, main thing well, which players did you 
pretend you were when you were young then? Who were some of the players you thought or idolized? Uh, I mean, one of my idols was for sure my bigger brother that always played hockey as well and still plays. And, uh, but neither rider as a forward, Yossi, obviously I looked, looked up to these guys and uh, another NHL player, it's not from Switzerland, it was uh, that too. That, that was, was a big idol for me. The magician. The magician, He, yeah. he was unbelievable. Um, so let's move past now. You come back from Finland. You've got a medal of some sort around your neck as uh, Switzerland, maybe gold, maybe you get that first gold medal. What's the rest of the summer like for you? How do you prepare for the next season? Do you get away? Do you take some vacation time? Oh, yeah. I mean, after, yeah, after World Championship, I'm for sure just trying to relax a little bit at home in Switzerland, uh, get my mind a little bit off hockey. Uh, try not to talk too much about it, just literally like see family, friends, and uh, just enjoy my time a little bit in Switzerland. And then uh, after that, uh, I probably have to uh, do my quick uh, one, two week every summer for military. I, I go next few years. But uh, yeah, like, like I said, it's, it's obviously a totally different system in, in the Swiss military than here. And uh, for us athletes, uh, we have a special program that we just got to show up at the training center and uh, be there like during the week. And during the weekend, we can go home just for two weeks. So I, and I'm going to go there with all the other hockey players to make the military as well. And uh, with all other athletes, not just uh, hockey players, and work out there for two weeks. And that's probably going to be my start of my workout workouts this summer and after when I'm done from there, workout starts and uh, in July I'm probably going to take like a week somewhere, going somewhere for vacation and after the vacation usually step back on the ice and uh, keep working out. Where are you thinking back. about going? Um, I haven't, I'm talking with my brother now a little bit, we have a couple spots we would love to see but we haven't finally decided yet. But it's what probably, choices? It's what probably going world? towards Spain more. Spain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, more on the, the Mediterranean side than inland. Like. Uh, probably like we were talking about Barcelona, yeah. uh, also Madrid, or uh, Ibiza. Nice. I feel, like, I feel like being in Switzerland, you can easily get around too. Yeah, no, yeah. It's quick flights for yeah. sure. Yeah. Did you ever do like the backpacking on the train or anything? Um, I did not. <laughs> no. But that's definitely something that. I consider one day doing it. Sam, Sam trekked his way through yeah. Europe yeah, that that's, way. That's a cool. I, I know a lot of people that uh, did it already and get great experience, great, uh, great stories to tell. So I'm sure you're not going to be staying in a hostel with seven other people in one room, but <laughs> <laughs> that's an experience See, I don't really have alone. That is right there. That's an experience for life, though. That's true. That's exactly. Stories, uh, stories all the time. Stories to tell, yeah. So what's the word you want to leave with the Devils fan who's listening to this podcast, disappointed as you were with what happened this year? They're wondering when it's going to happen. What do you want to say to them? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, all I can say to the fans uh, right now is uh, me and I know the, the, the guys in, in the locker room are going to do whatever they can uh, during off season. Uh, to be a better team next year. And uh, we're going to work hard. Uh, we have these meetings now to, to get to know where we got to work on our games. 
and uh, everybody's commitment to be part of a solution. And uh, yeah, we we are as disappointed as they are probably, and uh, we want to yeah, like I said, we want to be part of this solution and uh, bring bring lots of choice for for the great fans we have. Well, Nico, thank you very much for your time. Good luck at the Worlds with uh, Swiss, Switzerland, and we'll see you when September comes around. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Devils captain Nico Heischer joining us. So that will wrap things up on our Speak of the Devils podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health. Once again, thanks to the captain for joining us. And thanks, uh, Sam, for your time as well. Great, uh, great show with Nico. Appreciate it, Nico. Thank you. And on that note, we'll say goodbye. Thank you for your company. Always appreciate it. We want to thank Blaine Sayers, our producer, for his help in putting the show together. Again, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you soon. Be safe. Be well. Bye-bye.